you praise God for an empty grave, and, and I'm just glad that, that, that you are with us today. I'm glad that God's with us, and I'm glad most of all that we've got this word right here that we can look to, and I want to tell you today that since that time, 2,000 years ago, that the devil himself has been upset, and he has tried uh, many times successful, unfortunately, to come up with uh, a scheme, a plan to, to just undermine what victory that the Lord accomplished on Calvary, and he'll never be, never, ever be successful. Ultimately, he won't. He will do things now and then that seem like that they're successful, but he won't, he won't win. And since that time, everything that has happened in the world, the air, the power of the air, everything that's been going on that, that we know of and that we, we experience ha have been gradual, intentional, deliberate, all the words I, I, could, I can use at this moment I, to try to get across, all of these have been uh, done just so that that man and mankind can be conditioned and prepared for the tribulation and what we see happening and and has been happening over a couple of uh, decades, especially the last two decades, things just seem to have really escalated. And everything in your life, everything that you've experienced from technology to uh, to, to trends and social media, even if we're going current now, all of these things have happened. The culture in our world that we live in, all of these have been very, very meticulously put together and planned by Satan so that over time, even the church, the, the body of believers that, that should be very discerning of this could be numbed down and not really affected or even offended by the way of the world and, and what is going on. And you know I'm alluding to a lot about the, the virus that we are all a part of and that we are not living with, but pe some people are dying with. Unfortunately, thousands of people are dying, and it's not over with yet, and you don't want to hear that today, but I've got to remind you of what is happening and what the word said would be happening and, and how all this comes together. That's what, that's what God has laid on my heart today. And so, God, I pray you would anoint me to say what you want me to say, to, to hear and repeat you, Lord. Not me, not things, but you, Lord, what you are saying. I ask, oh God, in the name of Jesus that you would touch every heart, every ear, everywhere, God. I rebuke the devourer and the one that would try to steal the seed right now, God. And all that you do, Lord, I'm going to give you praise because you are worthy of all the praise. And I thank you today, oh God. I thank you. I thank you. I want to speak to you about the master of deceit. Because Satan, he even parades as an angel of light. In fact, uh, when his agent, the Antichrist, comes onto the scene, that's, he will appear to be, and he will even claim to be God. He will come on and 
uh, I just want to kind of uh, tell you that right now would be a very opportune time for the Antichrist to be revealed and for him to appear. Uh, let me just, before we even read this, just let me ask you this. How well do you think a person would be received that could make an announcement that they not only have a cure, but they have a vaccine? I preached about that a week ago. For COVID-19, and there is enough of the serum to go around to completely satisfy the entire world population, and it could be distributed starting tomorrow because it's, it's just the combination of what it is to, to do the job. And not only that, that the economy could be restored and be better than it was prior to all of this, and that uh, we, we could be one big happy family and there wouldn't be a lot of there wouldn't be a lot of uh, all this turmoil and all. Who would reject? How many people? In fact, you know what I think would happen? I think that people would actually, if you would be somebody that would scoff at that, I think that the human population would take care of you without you even having an opportunity to say anything. So, see, I, people are so desperate, and we are because we are still living in an unknown time. And, you know, I think... Because this is an opportune time, and a lot of people would, would tear this apart. So I want to warn you that a lot of discouragement and leading people away from the Scriptures happens within the body of Christ. So that's why I believe in what the Bible says. You've got to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. But you've got to realize, too, that only the truth, only the truth is the thing that scoffed at the most. The truth is, because people don't want to hear the truth. People want to hear what they want to hear. Even, even seasoned believers, people want to only hear good things that's, that, that relate to their current world they're living in. They, they don't want to deal with this stuff. And today God has called me to deal with this stuff because I can't just be somebody that gets up here and quotes a lot of Psalms and and just tells you it's going to get better, positive. I've got to really tell you about those mysteries I preached about the other night. So I want to tell, I want to share just three things with you this morning about this master of deceit. I, I, I really want to begin in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. And I'll start by telling you that Satan controls, now listen to me, he controls the sin part of this world. In fact, it doesn't matter what industry it is. It doesn't matter what corporation it is. The first thing you need to understand, I don't care if you are a devout Christian or you are a devout atheist, you need to understand and accept that Satan controls everything pertaining to the sin part of this world. Well, what do you mean when you say the sin part of this world? I mean everything. Everything, everything, he controls everything. And I know you know I'm going to say government, but I'm going to say politics. Here you go. I'm going to say he uh, controls the sporting industry, the entertainment industry, the education. I just made uh, reference to this not too many weeks or a month or so ago. Everything, the business world, 
anything that has to do with this world, he controls it. In fact, he told Jesus when he was tempting Jesus after he was baptized in the Jordan, he said, all these things have been handed to me. Meaning, that's why he showed him the worlds, because he had a power and authority over everything in the world. So you need to understand and accept everything except for believers being saved and filled with the Spirit of God and the things that pertain to God and His Word. Satan controls it, and a lot of people don't believe that, so you don't believe the Bible. But it's, it's there. I've already told you. Satan said, it's all been given to me. Satan controls. In fact, in, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, the Bible tells us in which, in fact, let me, I'll start with verse 1. You don't have it. He said, and, and you who he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sin, in which, verse 2 says, you once walked according to the course of this world, according to, listen to this, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So Satan is the prince, and I know a lot of you are familiar with that term, but he is the prince of the power of the air. Let me take you to an Old Testament account real quick. You remember when Daniel had prayed, and he had prayed for like 21 days, and uh, he didn't have an answer, but then when he received his answer, the angel of the Lord told him something like this. He said, Daniel, from the very first moment you prayed, your prayer was heard. But the prince, prince of Persia, the prince of the power of the air, he, he was fighting me. He was prohibiting me, trying to stop me from getting this answer to you. And that's what it was because Satan is roaming to and fro over the whole earth. You remember another account when he told Job, uh, God, he said, listen, I've gone to and fro throughout the whole earth and um, I can't find anybody that I can mess with and try to show you that people don't really love you, God. He said, have you considered my servant Job? So we know he seeks and he looks the entire universe over to find people that he can get control of and control with. He controls everything in this world. Satan does. And I want to tell you the second part of this is his plan will only increase. His plan will only increase. It's not going to get any lighter because people are going to start a march and going to protest at the White House or people are going to just start being better to one another. His plan will only increase. The Bible tells us a story, and I just quoted to you a moment ago about Job. But I want you to listen to this account that Daniel, when he had a dream, in the 8th chapter of Daniel, verse 25, it says, this right here, it says, He shall cause deceit to prosper under his rule, and he shall exalt himself in his heart. He, he shall destroy many in their prosperity, he shall even rise against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken with human means. So I don't know if you, if you really caught that or not, but he shall cause deceit. Or New King James, he, through his cunning, he shall cause deceit 
to prosper under his rule, and he will exalt himself in his own way. And I want to tell you, we see a lot of this right now. One of the things that that has really uh, kind of made me even more aware of passages like this because of this current situation that, that we are all a part of is, is that how the devil, and I've said it many times now, he is not quarantined, folks. He's still working just as hard, if not harder, than before the virus was made known in China. He's working very hard. He's very determined about his agenda because now he sees more sand dropping out of the sand glass. And one of the things he's going to do, he's going to try to deceive many people. He's going to try to make many people question Question what's going on. And as I told you, his plan's going to only increase. Like right now, one of the things that I heard or just read briefly this morning when I was getting dressed, I, I saw a tweet by Franklin Graham uh, about a, a judge asking him, Judge Jenny or what, I can't, I can't remember her name, but ask her, uh, you know, where is God? And see, people are wanting to call out God now. Where is God in the midst of the COVID crisis? And so a lot of people will kind of question and change their, their position, and, and, or maybe they may just give up. And people want to know, you know, this is one of the most famous lines you hear leading into something. If God was such a loving God, and then why? And you can fill in the blank. And so this is what well, this is kind of off a little bit of the subject, but this is what I want to say. I want to say this right here. I want to say, whoa, why are you bringing God into this? Why? Leave him alone. You don't believe in this God. You don't even want to say Merry Christmas at Christmas. Why are you even fooling with saying God? You leave him alone. You don't want him in school. You don't want... You want tolerance. You want everybody to coexist. You want everybody to choke all the dogma and all the vile religions in this world. And, and you want him to just to be included with all the other little fake, no-nonsense, not real gods, fake gods. You want him to be leave our God alone. God's not bothering you. You leave him out of it. You don't want to use him to govern your life. You don't want to apply his word. Leave God alone. And it always, it always gets me because when we get in crisis that money can't fix, that power, that politics can't fix, all of a sudden, oh, now we want, we want to call on God. No, you don't. You don't even want a Supreme Court to pray over, over residings and all presidings. Rather. You, don't, you don't even want this. Leave God out of it. And see, you hear a lot of this right now because it's all an elaborate attempt to make this, this bad, and I'll use the word fake media because I, real journalism to me, it died about 30 or 40 years ago. It, it, it's just politics with a primetime voice is all it is. We don't have real professional journalism in the United States of America. We have groups of people that call it new. They throw weather in there to make it look like that, but we don't have real journalism anymore. It's gone. It, it, it left the building 30 or 40 years ago. It, it, it's, it's all about political correctness and all that now all of it all of it all of it is and so I want you to understand this that this is an attempt by Satan to make people question 
if God loved you, and this goes all the way back to Calvary. Okay, he saved others. He can't save himself. If you are the son of God, why, why don't you pull yourself down off the Why don't you save us? And you see, he's doing this. He's conditioning people so that when he steps onto the scene, his agent steps onto the scene, then he will have his, his work already done. He's been doing it 2,000 years. We all, we love technology. We're embracing technology right now in order to have service. And I'm telling you, folks, that this is not going to get any better. In fact, I believe if the Lord does not return during the virus, this is going to be a great open door for this to only escalate his plan even more. When I read this scripture, it makes me think of what um, a lot of people are doing right now too. They are, they are giving in to deceitful things, cunning things. And that's because Satan, people had rather believe a lie. And this is why you got to be careful. This is why you have to be careful. His plan's only going to increase and you don't want to be on the receiving part of the plan. But I've got some good news in the third point. And that third point is this right here. Is that I don't have to fall for it. In fact, at home, I want you to say that. I don't have to fall for it. I don't have to fall for it at all. When I was reading uh, Daniel 8.25, it, it, it just reminded me of, I, I want to go back to that because I want to tell you something that, that I was just impressed to tell you that I had forgotten a while ago. And, and that is that in 1708, I think, or 1703, Matthew Henry had written a commentary that most a lot of people use. So it's not something that was published two weeks ago. And when I read this about here, because if you don't get anything out of this today, I just want you to really understand this second point right here is that Satan's plan is going to continue. He's riding this like a champion bull rider. And Matthew Henry said this, and you can follow along with me. We have it on the screen for you. It just simply says, the methods by which, and he's talking about Daniel 8.25, the methods by which he will gain this success, not by true courage, wisdom, or justice, but by his policy, that's his cunning deceit, and his craft, by fraud and deceit, and serpentine subtlety. He shall cause craft, that's deceit, to prosper so cunningly shall he carry on his projects that he shall gain his point by the art of whittling. By peace he shall destroy many. Listen to that. By peace he shall destroy many, as others do by war, under the pretense of treaties, leagues, and alliances with them, he shall encroach on their rights and trick them into a subjection to him. Thus sometimes what a nation truly brave has gained in a righteous war, a nation truly base has regained in a treacherous peace, and craft has been caused to prosper. The mischief that he shall do to religion. He shall magnify himself in his heart and think himself fit to prescribe 
and give law to everybody. This is a perfect time for this to take place. So that he shall stand up against the prince of princes. That's Jesus. That is against God himself. He will profane his temple and altar. Prohibit his worship. Can you see any of this? And persecute his worshipers. See what a height of impudence some men's impiety brings them to. They openly bid defiance to God himself. Though he is the king of kings, the ruin that he shall be brought to at last. He shall be broken without hand, that is, without the hand of man. He shall not be slain in war, nor shall he be assassinated as tyrants commonly were, but he shall fall into the hand of the living God and die by an immediate stroke of his vengeance. That's why, folks, that's why his plan is only going to increase and escalate. So I want you to be very, very open to knowing that what you see, what you hear, all has a prophetic and a biblical implication. Are you saying that this means the Lord's going to come back right now or in six weeks? I'm going to go on and break that down for you, friend. No man knows the hour. But God gives us signs. God gives us seasons. And he gives us his spirit. And I know people don't like that because that's not tangible, you see. But he said, my sheep know my voice. And that's why this is a great time for you to return to your first love or brush up on your relationship with the Lord. Reprioritize him in your life. Because as I said earlier, you don't have to fall for it. The third point, you don't have to fall for it. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. In the 11th verse says, unless Satan should take advantage of us, and this is a scripture that I have worn around here many years, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We are not ignorant of his devices. And I want to close by telling you something. Many of you here are perhaps watching this on uh TV, maybe YouTube, smart TV or something. Hopefully very soon we'll be on Roku and uh, an Apple uh, TV channel. That's in the works right now. But anyway, you, you, you are watching us or through Chromecasting the app on your TV. Well, you're using a device. You, you've got a device in your hand like I'm holding right here. And this device is allowing you to control all kinds of things. And it doesn't matter if you want to turn the TV off or on or, 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 or if, if you need to turn a sound bar up or down, it doesn't matter, or start a DVD. It, it, it really doesn't matter. You, you've got something to, to remotely control a device. Satan has always had devices. They're called sin. He's got all kinds of sin and temptation. And he wants to use you as his remote so that he can enjoy all these things, watching them control you. He wants you to be his remote 
so that he can turn on adultery, so that he can turn on doubt, so that he can turn on all kinds of music or websites that's just completely inappropriate, so that you can not honor God, that Satan wants to use you. And here's the deal, folks. He wants you to be ignorant of his devices. In fact, he'll use everything he can to make you question or doubt or even challenge God. He, he will. He'll, he, he is ruthless. He doesn't care that you are unemployed or you are worried. In fact, he loves that because that's an opportunity to him to prey on your vulnerability. But I'm talking to the body of believers right now like I did Friday night. Folks, you're not ignorant of his devices. Come on. We've got, to, we've got to live like this is it. As I told you, we've got to lace our boots up, and we've got, we've got to start marching. We are the people with the answer. We, we've got the real serum. We've got the real truth. We've got the real way. And there is no other serum. There is no other way. There is no other name you can call on but the name of Jesus. There is no other name that you can say Jesus in the middle of the night and, and be saved but that name or be healed or find your child has a temperature and you could just lay your hand or speak the name of Jesus. There's no other way. And that's why you don't have to fall for it. But we've got to understand, wait a minute. Because, see, we've all been conditioned. And over time, the body of Christ cannot even see where we are. And all you have to do, you don't even have to take my word. Look at the behavior on, on social media. Has anything changed other than people making light of not having toilet paper or just uh, cleaning their house over and over? Has anything changed? Do you see any more evangelism coming out of people? No, I, no, I don't. I don't. I, I, it's like I said the other night. People are treating this like a, a bad weather forecast. And I want you to hear me, folks. We don't know how long God is going to allow us to stay here and to complete our mission. But we've got to live that way. You don't, his plan's going to keep going, friend. And I know you can log off and go somewhere else and hear something real nice and fluffy and encouraging. And I'm all about psalms and encouraging people. I really am. But if somebody don't tell somebody, nobody's going to know. And I'm not saying I'm the only one preaching. But I'm telling you that we've got to realize we've all been living our Christian walk like one day this is going to happen. One day this is probably going to take place. I'm telling you, this is that one day. And we've got to align the body of Christ and we've got to live like this is the day and it's got to be demonstrated. Maybe God has us all quarantined so we can get our act together so that we can make our calling and election sure and realize the only reason we're on this earth is not to have fun and live life like there is no heaven. And that's what God has called me to share with you today. If you are not a believer, before we leave, I want you to know this. I want you to understand that God loves you more than I could ever stand up here day after day or for, for decades to even describe to you. God loves you. That's why we took communion earlier in the service. And that's why there's an empty grave that you saw a while ago. There's an empty grave. And one day, one day, 
the nail-scarred hands, I'm going to be able to touch them. Thomas got to touch them. One day, I'm going to be able to put my hand on his side. But even more than that, I'm going to be able to bow physically at his feet and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for dying for a sinner like me. Thank you, God, that I'm not left here just to try to figure it out and die and go to a devil's torment. And if you want to be able to do that, all you have to do is say, Lord, I don't even know how I wound up right here listening to this church today. I don't know if somebody shared it with you or how it is, but this is what you have to do to get on that right road so that when he escalates as he does his plan on this earth, it won't phase you. See, a lot of people aren't phased by this because we know what's going on. So would you pray with me right now? Father, I'm a sinner. It took all this to get me right here, I know. But Lord, I'm here and I want to be saved. I'm asking you to forgive me, God. I'm asking for you to cleanse me and wash me. Make me whiter than snow. I don't want to be left here because if I cannot live for you right now, I don't have a good chance at all during tribulation. So, Lord, I want to be able to take communion, and it means something to me than just being a religious activity, just a sacrament that I can say that I did during Easter. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, people everywhere. I pray. I pray, Lord, that people understand that you are ringing the bell. Come home. Come home. Come home. And I pray people answer it, Lord. I do, Lord. I'm praying because Satan is making people question and doubt. And he's causing people to selectively use your name now, God. I'm asking you, Lord, I'm praying for every listener right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, give them wisdom. Give them anointing, God, that they need to carry out your plan. I thank you for all those that surrender to you, Lord. I pray for the body of Christ, believers that are already part of the household of faith. Lord, that they would be strengthened. That they would be encouraged, God. But we wouldn't be ignorant of the day and time we're living in. God, when we are, we look like the rest of the world, Lord. So, God, I pray for a, a new desire to serve you, to give our bodies, as Paul said in Romans 12, 1, as a living sacrifice, God. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you show yourself strong on behalf of your children. And all you do, God. I'm going to give you praise. Hallelujah. Before we leave today, I just want to encourage you to give your testimony or prayer request to us. And you can do that through, um, if you're watching through Facebook or our app or whatever, there's a, a place where you can um, watch and not only watch, but leave a prayer request. And I want you to do that because we, a lot of people don't have anything to do right now but pray. And the Bible told us, my house shall be called, Jesus said this, a house of prayer. If you gave your heart to the Lord today, we need to know about this.
We want to pray for you, but we want to also give you some things that will probably really encourage you and help you out. We don't want anything in return, not one thing. We're not, as I said earlier in the week, we're not going to chase you down or send you literature to try to solicit you to church. We just want you to know that we're trying to fulfill the calling of God on our lives and finish what He's given us to do. And before um, we completely leave, I'm, I'm going to ask you for one favor, if you would. So many people will not ever visit a church. And you have the ability, folks, every one of you. I don't, I don't even care if you're 13 years old. You, more than anybody, you, you, you've got an ability to share this or, or other things that glorify God and help people find their way home. And people are searching for truth right now. People are trying to find an answer. And I'm asking you, if you will, if you will do that, will, will you just... Will you just share on Wednesday? It's very disappointing, you know, when God's got his word going out, but people won't even share it. And I don't have particular things or situations or people in mind, but this is the easiest evangelism has ever been. And this might be the very first thing God talks to us about when we stand before him. So I encourage you to do that. We will be back Wednesday night. At 7 o'clock, and in fact, if you lose our feed on Facebook, you can always uh, catch the rebroadcast through our church online website. And all that's, all that's through the app. And um, you can go to Multitudes Church, and it'll lead you there through our YouTube page, and you can watch it again. And we pray you're blessed. We want you to have a great week. Don't give up. We're closer than we've ever been. And remember, the Lord loves you. And people are praying for you that you don't even know. God bless you, and we'll see you Wednesday.